producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. 31 straight weeks, ladies and germs. 31 straight weeks. You could count on the Score North Taxi Squad to give you hard-hitting analysis of Minnesota sports. But if you're wondering where we were last week, we decided to take just a little bit of a break. Viking season ended. The Wild are in the midst of their all-star break. So we just decided, you know what? Let's put our feet up just for one week, one week only, <laughs> and just relax, take a deep breath, and just collect ourselves. It was a long season. It was a fun season. Uh, but here we are now. We're back. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Score North Taxi Squad, as I said, we're back on duty. I'm Jason Stormer, one of the hosts. We got Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson. And actually, uh, before I go any further, I need to do a little bit of a sidebar with my colleague AJ over here. Just just one second, Artist. Just one second, if you please. Uh, AJ, um, you are aware that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, correct? No, that's brand new news to oh, me. Oh, that's oh, that's oh, a major development. Sorry. Though. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. So you should sorry, you should have seen it in theaters. <laughs> I haven't movie. caught up on the NFL script yet this year. Um so anyway, uh, <laughs> Artis is a huge Eagles fan, and I feel like if we wanted to, we could start the show by just like letting him go like honestly, like five to ten minutes, just like probably uninterrupted of just pure just Eagles, just whatever, man. I feel like he, he deserves this platform. What, what do you think? Should we just let him go, cut him loose? On one hand, yes, but at the same time, I think the f- people of Philadelphia, especially with the Eagles, have had a little too much joy over the past like five years compared to the Vikings. So yeah, I also true. don't want to. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But he's like our buddy. Bit, he's like our bit, buddy. Maybe like two minutes, not five. Two minutes. minutes? Maybe like two minutes. Five, okay. Because yeah. uh, I, honest to God, I feel like we could just he could take he could go the whole show. Let's be real. Probably well, we have it. a two we have a two full two week like hiatus before yes. we actually have a football okay. games too. Okay. All right, so let's do this. Let's let him do this, right, AJ? Should we do it? Okay, all right. Here we go. And now, with his thoughts (laughs) (laughs) on the Philadelphia Eagles clinching a berth to the Super Bowl, score North's Artis Woods. Artis, what's up, bud? (laughs) You know what, bro? I appreciate the intro. I appreciate the intro, (laughs) man. It, it, It feels good. Like like AJ said, I won't take long. I didn't plan on taking long or saying too much about it, but Jason's gonna throw it out there. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> yeah, say something. Yeah, I gotta say something. I mean, yeah, I'm here for that. You know, um, I'm I'm extremely proud of my football team. I'm extremely proud. They have proven people wrong all year. If I had to fight against a lot of different narratives about the quarterback, about the defense, about the coaching staff, and they have shown up in a big way, man. Defensively, they've been playing amazing this postseason. They're looking like the best defense in the league, especially now with San Francisco getting bounced out by our hands. Um, Jalen Hurts hasn't really exploded like that yet, so I think he's due, and I think it's the perfect time for him to be due for a big game. Cough, cough. But um, I'm feeling good, man. The job is not done. The job is not done. But I'm excited to be here because I wasn't sure this was going to happen. I mean, this doesn't happen every year. So I'm I'm, I'm very, very proud of my team. I do want to say this, though. <laughs> Here we go. Want to add this Here thing, we go. Man. The disrespect, man. <laughs> the disrespect sometimes is so unwarranted. That's that that is my only thing. You got fans just putting all types of jerseys on the Rocky statue. Like you got I can't talk about that very quick. Because that's not a real guy. 
Rocky Balboa <laughs> is not an actual person. It is not. It is not. <laughs> a but it is character. a. It, but it is a Philadelphia legend, though. AJ. Well, that's that's like if it's Minnesota like, put like, up like Gordon Bombay's statue. The guy. From no, the no, AJ. We already <laughs> do it with Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan isn't real, and we've got a billion Paul Bunyan statues all over that's, the state. That's that's like a that's like a folklore. That, like we're, we're not fictional he, character. We're not saying he like fought a boxing match. Like we, we're talking about a guy that is like eight feet tall and like did like this all like magic stuff, and he had a giant ox the size of a barn. Like Rocky Balboa <laughs> is Sylvester Stallone. Like he just yeah. he's a boxer. That's it. Like it's 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 so weird to me that the, there's like a statue and. I don't know. For the I longest mean, time growing up, I thought it was a real guy. I was like, okay, this is like a biopic. <laughs> like, you know, like oh, Miracle he's... or like 42 or whatever. Like, Rocky Balboa was a real guy. Nope. Hey, <laughs> nope. I'm not from Philadelphia, so I can't fully explain it myself. <laughs> but what I do know is like, he's a Philly legend out there. He's an icon out there, you know? Yeah, know and it's funny. just disrespectful to always try to throw another team's jersey on it. And you got George Kittle coming out <laughs> and saying, you know, they're kind of like good on paper, but we'll see about them on Sunday. And you know, Debo Samuel coming out and saying their crowd is louder than Philadelphia's crowd and just all of this talk. And it's like, then you guys go out there and get smacked. And then blame it on Brock Purdy not playing without including the fact that Hassan Reddick is the reason why he wasn't playing the rest of the game. <laughs> the defensive line is elite. The offensive line is also elite. 148 yards. 148 yards. And four touchdowns on the, on the 49ers. But again, I, I could go all day. I will not go all day. I'm just if really If you happy. want to, you can. I said I, you I, could if you wanted to. I do not. I do not want to. This I could is put my feet about, up for another week. No, Two weeks no, off of taxi squad is okay fine. for me. This is fine. That's, that has been enough time. But I, I am happy to be Eagles fan. I am happy to be Eagles fan for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, congratulations. Um, I envy you because this is now, what, second time in five years? Or is it technically six years? I think it's like six years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, me and AJ have no idea what this feels like whatsoever, and nope. it's just no. we can we can only dream, we can only hope, and um, in the meantime, we got to break down what the Vikings are going to do this off season. Um, thankfully, not a lot actually happened on our week off. Uh, we obviously did fire Ed Donatil, but that's that's old news. But we haven't hired a defensive coordinator yet. A lot of names are still out there. Um, I know that maybe the biggest reasoning for that, guys, is that some of these candidates are still in line for, like, head coaching positions, and that's kind of slowed things up. And, like, I know that these things kind of, like, get going after the Super Bowl, too, because um, I know, there. I mean, there's still plenty of coaches that usually are up for up for these jobs that are coaching in the Super Bowl. Kevin O'Connell, that was the case last season. He was coaching with the Rams, leading them to the Super Bowl, and then ultimately, what was it, like a week after or something like that, the Vikings hired him, so... I'm guessing like maybe something will happen this week, but maybe we, it might be a couple weeks still. We don't know. Um, I'm going to throw out some of these names. Obviously, you know that you guys have heard some of the names. Um, I'll admit like the guy that intrigues me the most. I want to hear what your guys' thoughts on some of the names out there. It's Brian Flores. I got to admit, it's Brian Flores. Um, he's the most. It's actually weird. Brian Flores has actually never been a coordinator. He's 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 obviously been a head coach. I can't remember what his other titles have been like because I know like he he coached in New England. Right. And like New England has like weird like Belichick has kind of like weird designations. Sometimes he has an offensive coordinator. Sometimes he doesn't. So I can't remember what Flores uh, exact title was, but he's the most intriguing name to me. He's the most experienced guy. He's up for the Arizona job, though. So, again, like those holdups I'm talking about with these these dominoes still need to fall. 
Arizona still needs to figure out who their uh, head coach is going to be. But Brian Flores is the most intriguing name to me. What about you? What about you guys? Who are some names that you guys like too? You know what I mean? I'll take it. Yeah, uh, like somebody, <laughs> please. I, I I like I like uh, Brian, Brian Flores. I think it's a it's a damn good idea. I think he should still be a head coach in the NFL. For being be. honest, he definitely should be. But he had the he had the Dolphins playing really good football down the stretch before he was let go, unfortunately. And I think he will be a good fit for the locker room. I really do. I still think like you have to obviously address the actual players because there's only so much you can do, you can do. You can always switch up the scheme. They they're going to naturally be better because they can't be worse like you said last episode. Uh excuse me, last episode. But um you got to improve the personnel, but as long as you put the the right pieces around, I think he can be very very solid as a DC for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I know maybe part of that hold up too is is it as we, you know, it, it's it's the situation we've seen for years now in the NFL where they bring in um, certain coaches to like, uh, like check off the list for the Rooney rule and whatnot. So they, yeah, even though I I think he's deserving and I think he's better than some of these other candidates that we've seen get jobs. Um, it's weird that you that like that has to be a waiting thing because even if they have no intention of like okay we have our guy already but we just have to like check the boxes before we can actually make the hire um i know we reported today um i guess it was kevin seifert uh but judd uh did kind of throw this out there after their conversation with doogie earlier in the week the vikings are waiting to talk to denver broncos dc and i'm gonna butcher this name so if you guys have a better pronunciation let me know but i believe it's ijiro or ijiro avero I don't, I don't know how to say it. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's um, right. That so great. I'm going to get flamed for sure for that. But um, I just haven't heard, like, another pundit say the name yet. So I'm just reading it. It's one of those, like, you, you read it first and you're going to think it's right. But I it's that's my best guess. Um, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, from what I have read, once like, in addition to his name, he seems like a somewhat decent qualified guy. And, you know, it's I don't really blame him for um looking for other positions especially uh, like with the the broncos because that is a very very fun situation they have going on down there especially after this past year with russell wilson and now they traded to uh to bring in who sean payton of all things Mm -hmm. like that's the last thing you guys have seen a head coach be traded for so weird i know um like I'm, I, I know people were joking back in the day with like, oh, you should trade Mike Zimmer while his value's high to the to the Cowboys because they they need a guy after Jason Garrett. Um, but you know, it's so weird because you just don't see that really in any other sport, whether it's hockey, NBA, whatever. Um, so, but I, for me, Brian Flores has been like a consistent name now for what seems like years and years and years. And um, I know Frank Reich went to the. Panthers and I believe it was D'Amico Ryan's went to the Texans um, and Ryan's was one of the candidates for the actual head coaching position here before KOC was uh, swooped up. So um, I hindsight there 2020, I still think the, the Vikings did a good job getting KOC just because for how many years they've had a defensive minded coach. I think no matter what, d- despite all the accolades that D'Amico Ryan's has, He's a defensive guy at the end of the day for the identity of the team and like whatnot. I think offensive was the way to swing that. Um, but out of uh, this is a long winded way of saying out of the remaining candidates, Brian Flores also is like the tippy top of the list for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so D'Amico Ryans, I think actually the Broncos tried to get him, but then the Texans swooped in. Or Actually, I think he might have said no to the Broncos and went to the Texans. Um, well, but D'Amico Ryans. But that was a right. thing. Yeah, Did you see like the it, like the dueling reports between Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. Uh, no, I missed that. I missed that too. Oh goodness! One one second. I'll see if I can pull it up. But basically, one of them said, "Like, I'm gonna get you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna sure, find sure, it sure. if I can actually sure." Because, like, uh, D'Amico Ryan's played for the Texans all those years. So, like, it. And that's I, the only reason why I could think that he would want to go there over going yeah. to the Denver Broncos. Because that definitely confused me. Like, and frankly, like. Houston? And now the fact that the Broncos had to give up another first round pick to get Sean Payton. I mean, you got to ask yourself, honestly. I mean, sure, like, the Texans have been way more inept the last several years, the yeah. Broncos are a more sturdy franchise as a whole. And I think they just got a new ownership group too. I think they're owned by like Walmart now or something like that. I mean, frankly, I don't know if the Texans and the Broncos jobs are much better than one another right now. Cause unless, unless Sean Payne can unlock even some competency out mm-hmm. of Russell Wilson. I mean, that's, that is the albatross of the NFL right now, that contract. And now they're how many, they don't have any first round picks now. I, I mean, I'm sure they got a few sprinkled in here, but it's kind of like the Rams. But I don't know if they're ever going to get the payoff that the Rams did for all that investment that they had. I, I just don't think. But uh, but it just it's nice to actually see the Texans actually like seem to get their crap together finally because yeah. like the last they, the last few years have, have a, just been embarrassing. They actually like have a future. It seems like whereas like you said, <laughs> Denver, they don't like they've got their quarterback and they don't really have any picks, so they can't do too much. The Texans, they got all the stuff they they traded for. Uh, they traded away Deshaun Watson, so they have all that in return, and they have some other picks from other trades, especially just moving people around at the uh, at the trade deadlines and whatnot to help bolster some playoff pushes. So they actually look like they have everything. Here's what I was talking about, though. So yesterday, 4:42 p.m. Ian Rappaport says the Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryan's again before he <laughs> recommitted to the Texans. Sources say when uh, those agreed terms were kind of made public amongst like NFL personnel. They move forward to get Sean Payton mm. 13 minutes later. Adam Schefter says the timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton from the start. Didn't make any contact this week at all with D'Amico Ryan's or his agent. Denver was always focused on Sean Payton and Houston was always focused on only Ryan's. So it's like, mm. who, are you, who are you set to believe there? Those were 13 mm. minutes apart. Uh-oh. Some like pretty uh, combating things, like little mm-hmm. he said, she said type thing. So, um, and it's not like it's me saying one thing and Adam Schefter. It's the two main guys when, <laughs> right. I, when it comes to NFL reporting. So, yeah. very weird, very weird. I'm probably leaning towards rap sheet on those ones. Like really? just over Shefty. Shefty bombed on the A Rodge leaving the Packer report draft day a couple of years ago. It's not like he lost a ton of credibility, but he was not right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and uh, look, I'm sure Rap Sheet has been publicly wrong too, but I can't pinpoint a very specific moment where he was where I can with Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter, like, I'm obviously he's as locked in as it gets as NFL reporters, but I don't know. I think like there's a, you know, he's he's in it for the publicity a little bit too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, what I'm are you holding up, AJ? Guy till I die. Oh, look. <laughs> guy till I die. Look at that. Where was that at? Uh, that was Super Bowl. 
Twin Cities okay. Super Bowl. Uh, 20, nice. was that 17, 18 or whatever? Yeah. That's the shortest I've ever seen your hair, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a nice little cut you got there. Yeah, no, that was, AJ's that was always AJ's always has nice a good flow on him right there. Always. Uh, for the people, for the people who don't know what's going on. Oh, AJ yeah, yeah, just yeah. That was, that was a picture of him with Ian Rappaport. <laughs> good thing it's a podcast. Yeah, AJ just showed us a picture of the two. That's why he is. Yeah, no. Jeez, that's legit. Look at AJ. He's plugged in. By the way, congratulations on uh, becoming a regular on Judd's Hockey Show. Sounds yeah, like here, no, AJ. There you go. Sprinkled in, you know. They, they yeah. don't have to chip over there. So the fact that they're, you know, throwing me a lifeline is is very cool. Absolutely. Hopping on once a week and you know chatting about the wild, which we'll get Attaboy. to later on. But we uh, will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to keep going, and I want to hear about the wolves because it seems like they're actually playing they decent basketball. They've been yes. playing better. They this are playing be the better. Most positive ever ranking of one to two I've ever Oof. seen. Oof. <laughs> and we, we will get to that in a little bit. I still want to cover a couple more Vikings nuggets oh, yes, with you. Absolutely. A couple absolutely. more of these names. Um, the the one actual name besides Brian Flores I do want to bring up, and I, and I just want to say no thank you right off the bat. And he's probably a nice guy or whatever, qualified guy, or whatever. Mike Petton. I know his name is very much in consideration for this job, but um. Considering the state of the defense, I'm of last year. I'm just all in of just like, all right, let's just let's clean slate this thing. Let's get fresh coaches in here. Not that Mike Pettin actually couldn't do a good job and like get this defense uh, to bounce back, but I'm just uh, look. I'm. Uh, it seems like him and Donatel had a pretty good coexistence in developing this defense. And with all due respect, I'm just. I'm fine with moving on. I'm okay with like interviewing him, giving him a chance, especially because like a lot of teams do prefer to hire in-house candidates if possible. But no, thank you. But what do I know? I'm I, I am a I am a casual observer at best. But I just think it's best if the Vikings just clean slate entirely on the defense. What do you guys think? No, I'll go ahead. Go ahead a, there, I mean, you're talk, you're talking personnel, correct? Yes. Yeah, like, I mean... At, at least with, like, because, like, he was what? Like, what exactly was Petten's position? Like, oh, he, he yeah, wasn't yeah, co-defensive yeah. coordinator, but he was, like, an assistant head coach with an emphasis on defense. It's, it's I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, at, yeah. at the end of the day, like, I'd... For me, I'm, like, you know, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, racehorse, blinders on. I got my eyes set on Brian Flores. But um, when it comes down to it, I, I, I think the biggest thing is like having faith in the front office of the, of the Vikings, which, you know, prior to maybe last year, 50-50, like some people were still, you know, Spielman and, and crew will we'll get it done um, with the new kind of team, Quasi, and now with KOC kind of right there getting in his ear of like, Hey, we're going to be working very close with this guy. And we know we just had a very, very bad defense. Um, and they know it's not just personnel, you know, there's scheming stuff that probably had a, a part that play with it. But um, I have faith in those two, like Quasi, I think has so far been pretty diligent and very strategical with uh, some of his moves, um, especially behind the scenes to, orchestrate like the the TJ Hawkinson move and g- going out and getting Kevin O'Connell despite the the flash and pomper and whatever the words are for like Jim Harbaugh and trying to you know maybe go with his uh his coaching round so um it seems like they've got a pretty good like the Vikings have a good head on their shoulders when it comes to the front office now so I have all faith in them to kind of steer the ship and um 
they'll do what they can. They they probably have a list that's like seven guys deep of like, all right, here's plan A, B, C, D, E. And if not, what are we going to do? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Brian Flores still to me. And when it comes to personnel, guys are old. Guys are getting real old. You got you got to yeah. cut off the dead weight at some point. So um, there's only so many people you can keep on as like that veteran presence. Um, I think Harrison Smith is maybe one, but like Eric Hendricks, maybe not. Uh, Zadarius Smith, he's already wiped his Instagram, so I you gotta assume that he's he's just <laughs> oh, gone. Oh boy! Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it'll be a, it'll be a fun offseason. I'm looking to see how looking forward to seeing how much actually kind of changes. And now um, also with the talks, and we'll get to it maybe, of uh, some 49ers Kirk Cousins, which apparently nobody oh. loves to talk about. Nobody likes talking about that, I guess, for whatever reason. Why not? Score North sure does. We know that <laughs> much. Fun. The thing is, it's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's, it's fun. So fun. Even, even we're not the only ones, too. We're, n- we're not the only ones talking yeah. about this. Come on. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Mm. I, I agree. I trust him as well, AJ. And mm-hmm. I trust him to not bring back anybody from the old. <laughs> like defensively, like I trust that they know that that defense was really bad and there's no need to bring anybody back. That's how bad it was the entire season. Now they did get, you know, some some turnovers early on and they did get some sacks early on, but the turnovers kind of fell off and the sacks definitely fell off. And so they weren't as opportunistic towards the end of the season. And you just saw them giving up just countless yards and they didn't always turn into touchdowns but i mean 31st in defense is not good Dude. and so i'm i i would look at everybody and be like yeah you guys unfortunately i'm cutting everybody and i'm I'm starting fresh and i think they know to do that you know this offense i they would have beat the new york giants with a better defense yes. they'd have beat the giants with a better defense yep. because the offense honestly did what they were supposed to do where i was critical of Kirk cousins you know for that last possession and that last play but for the most part the defense didn't give him anything to work with. I mean, every time you gave the ball back to the Giants, the Giants were moving the ball up and down the field, scoring touchdowns. You and, know, and, and so, look what happened a week later. It, it, exactly. When look what that defense. Giants team did a week later. Exactly. You're telling me that Vikings team like couldn't beat that? The Eagles are great. The Eagles are great, but no, the it was beat it was pretty damn frustrating to see the Giants put up that kind of performance, and you're just like. Really, the Vikings, you, you couldn't take that down. The Vikings. <laughs> Granted, you need a 61 yard field goal to do it the first time, but uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. The, that's besides you know, the point. I mean, <laughs> I, the Styles makes makes fights, and I think the Giants did have, like, their style of play did kind of give the Vikings trouble. But I mean, everybody's style of play gave the Vikings trouble, and that's the problem. That is the problem. Um, they, again, the offense was good enough to win them that football game. Mm-hmm. The defense just did what they pretty much did all year, at least the back half of the year. And so. Again, I say all that to say, no, you need to bring fresh faces in um, for defense, for sure. Um, both in, you know, the staff and players. You need new faces as soon as possible. And then if they get those new faces in, who knows what the ceiling of this football team is? Yes. Who knows? So probably the most likely candidates that these are the guys that are most likely going to be Vikings defensive coordinator next year. It's either going to be Mike Patton. Sean Desai, I know his name's been brought up, a guy that's been working for the Seahawks the last couple years, obviously Brian Flores, and then uh, Ajiro Averro. So guessing it's going to be one of those four guys. Those seem to be the only ones that have been brought up. I know Ryan Nielsen of the Saints got brought up, but I believe he just got hired by the Falcons, so he is off the board. So if you liked him, too bad. He's going to Atlanta. How'd you do that? Huh? You made that name sound so easily. Am I dumb? 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, a Giro Averro? You just said that, and I was like, that makes, yeah, that's, yeah. A Giro that's exactly, Well, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it I'm now, a Giro Averro. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I just had a little moment of like. I did go to I, a Spanish, I, I mean, I don't know a Giro Averro's background, but I did go to a Spanish immersion school up through third grade. So I got my accents down with uh, Spanish. Como estas y tú? This is this yeah. is completely well not not completely random but slightly random and I just have a question to pose to you guys that's been on my mind for a while. I don't know if he's completely retired from the game and he doesn't want to coach at all no more, but I always look at Rex Ryan and wonder why he is not still a coach or a defensive coordinator in football. I I question that so much. Like I feel like Rex Rex can still coach, especially coach defense. And I don't know um, if it's because he doesn't want to be I think there's some pride there. Yeah, I think there's some pride there because you know his his last two stops were head coaching stops in New York and in. I forget that he was in Buffalo too after New York there. Um, I think he likes that ESPN job too. I think he's uh he like like a lot of people you know like Bill Cower and Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people thought Bill Cower was going to come back in the in the mid 2000s at some point. He never did after he won that Super Bowl with the Steelers. I don't know. I mean, those those studio jobs, nice and cushy. I'm sure there's a good salary attached to that as well. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm making this observation. Rex Ryan has like the whitest teeth I've ever seen. I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea why I'm choosing to make this observation now. But it's just like, it's something I notice with him specifically, like, sure, like, a lot of people on TV, if you, you know, they got nice white, whiter teeth than I'll ever have or whatever. But, like, for him, some reason, they're just, like, extra bleached to me. And I, <laughs> it just stands out for some reason. I don't know if it's, like, the lighting of the studios. It's just, Rex, you got white teeth, my man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I was, not, I to, not to bring I this back. Not to bring this back. But if, <laughs> if I was one of those guys, if I was, like, Kwesi... Or a KLC. I don't know, man. I've I've always wondered it, and I would give him a call and just talk to him. Yeah. See how he feels about potentially maybe. coming in and being a DC. Maybe. 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 And if he's like, no, I'm good where I'm at, then cool. But like I think he could still be a great defensive coach. I think he'd be a great yeah. head coach still. But I think he could be a an exceptional defensive coach, especially in today's league. Um, such a pass happy league now. Uh I just I really feel like he could do some yeah, damage. I mean, he's six he's sixty years old. Probably yeah. has enough in the tank, and yeah. I mean, he's been out for wow, he's been out for seven years now. It's a long time, actually. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I bet you he's gotten some calls. I bet. Oh, he's he he definitely calls. has. And but it, it 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 probably was one of those where it was like when he still had like that drive and that fire because I feel like you have to have you some have type that. of drive and fire to like get up because it's like when it's the season or even not even not even just the season but like spring training. Looking at hard knocks, those guys are in and out of the facility super early and super late. So you're not really like with your family too much, I feel like, because maybe as much as maybe they want to and whatnot. So for his like fire, everybody was maybe staying away. But then by the time they came around, maybe he got a text or he got a call or whatever, he realized, you know, this is pretty cushy and mm-hmm. I kind of like maybe I show up two hours before games and not eight hours before games and I I can have breakfast with my, with my family. And, you know, at a certain point you roll out of bed and you're like, okay, yeah, no, I, I'm happy where I'm at. And so Mm -hmm. I, 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 if he had that fire, I still think he'd be great. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of like, they called and he didn't pick up. And then when he was calling, nobody else was picking up. So 
yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I'd be hella interested, though. Yeah. Hella interested. For sure. Hella interested. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to, I think it'd take a lot. Like, yeah, I don't know if, the, I really don't know if, like, the Vikings job would ever get Rex Ryan even to, like, move off, off that seat even just a little bit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing he makes a good amount at ESPN nowadays because he, he does what? He does mostly like their get-up show, right? Yeah. Isn't that what he mostly does yep. for them or whatever? He so, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Okay, um, I will save this for next week. I was planning to play a little bit of a game with you guys, but we've gone a little bit long on Vikings talk, and I think we still need to maybe just maybe talk about if Kirk Cousins to San Francisco, like AJ mentioned, is... <laughs> possible um i'll save this for next week i was gonna play a game of cut or keep with you guys with the entire vikings uh starting depth chart Ooh, was gonna go <laughs> yeah that's, yeah we'll yeah, do that's, that next that's week show. yeah that that might take us a while a little bit yeah. so why don't we plan that for next week because obviously i don't i mean no moves are going to be made between now and even after a little bit after the super bowl so we can put that on ice a little bit but of course but of course because we're score north, and we've done this before at the end of uh, at the end of Viking seasons, we've speculated recklessly on the possibility of Kirk Cousins going to the San Francisco 49ers. We're not the only ones chatting about it. I uh, saw that uh, Will Raggetts of SI also put out an article about this, so we're we're, we're not the only ones. Um, but considering, gentlemen. Who, uh, and I'm doing this in air quotes for the listening audience, uh, who retired. Uh, today, uh, the uh, the goat of the NFL, Mr. Tom Brady, put a little video out there on Instagram or whatever was uh, hanging up the cleats. Even though we we have heard that before, but I I don't know. Maybe this is sincere this time. Um, I think he's done. He's done. You think so? He's yeah, I think he's done for sure. You I think he that, should like, be too. I, that like that fire just isn't there. Uh, like you can see it in his eyes. Like you, you can tell. Like it was one of those at the final few sentences. You can kind of hear everything like swelling up and he's like mm. realizing like, wow, this is like as soon as I stop recording, like this is this is it. So mm-hmm. I I think he's done for sure this time. Yeah, that Bucks team was just miserable to watch all year and the and they didn't even show up in the playoffs. Hardly. It just Very and I know. And but but anyway, the reason I bring it up is because obviously San Francisco's quarterback situation is one of the most in flux in the NFL. Now that Brock Purdy uh, has to get Tommy John surgery, that's normally a baseball injury. No, he messed up his UCL. Uh, He's going to be out anywhere between six months to a year. So don't even know if Brock Purdy is going to be ready for next season. I don't think Josh Johnson is going to be a particular option for them next year. Jimmy G has to get out of there. He he has to get they out of there. Him. I'm so confused on why they just seem to like dislike him so much. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't I, we're not in the locker room. We're not in the locker room, so we don't really know what's going on or what kind of conversations he's having with his coaches. But it just seems like they don't like him. Yeah, like every chance, like they didn't want to play him at all this year. It's like is he is he playing? No, he's not our starter. He's so like Shanahan's so stark. No, he's not. Is he I, today? I think they asked him today. Like is Jimmy G? Is there a possibility that he'll be here and he? Co- no. No possibility. I don't see it. Like, just dang, that last like year. what did he? What did he do to y'all? Like, goodness gracious! I don't I mean, know. He did get y'all to a Super Bowl. He did. Well, he didn't carry him, but I mean, he was on the team. Yeah, he did what was necessary <laughs> to win games, won some playoff games, got him to a Super Bowl. I mean, and we I also, get it, but yeah, and we also don't know what their faith is in Trey Lance either. Um, I know he's been hurt a little bit too, but like, it's just. 
I don't think anybody exactly knows who's going to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco Niners uh, uh, next year. So, inevitably, Kirk Cousins' name is getting brought up. We've talked about it across Score North. What do you guys think? Is it actually more feasible this time around, as opposed to maybe the last couple of years where it's maybe more wishful thinking? I mean, again, we just laid it out. San Francisco's quarterback room is an absolute mess right now. What are they, what and- are they trying to trade? Maybe like, we could they? do Lance for Kirk straight up and maybe some draft picks involved in there. I've heard that thrown out. Would you do Kirk for Lance in some capacity? Because I'd be open to it. I'm just going to say it. I'd be open to it. I don't know if I'd do it, but I'd be open to I, it. Personally, I'd have a hard time trading for anybody from that San Francisco um, kind of quarterback tree because I personally think that Shanahan's system – gets receivers wide open. He makes them all look good. First string, second string, third string. Brock Purdy may be, what, rookie, what is it, rookie offensive player of the year or whatever, rookie of the year maybe, who knows. Like he played well up into that last playoff game. Um, and who knows how he would have done in the playoff game. He couldn't finish it uh, against Philadelphia. And so I just think Shanahan makes everybody look good. I don't know if he's going to look like that. Trey Lance, that is, in Minnesota. Like, you got you got options. You got weapons. You have, you know, running back. You know, offensive line isn't amazing, but he's mobile. Um, obviously, you got J.J., you got Hawkinson. You got weapons, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm not sold on that one. I'm not sold <laughs> on. I would much rather take a risk at drafting a quarterback. I would. And then especially coming off of this injury, too, you haven't seen him at all play since then. Like, that's a big concern. Like, can he even be what he was before the injury? Um, so I, I wouldn't personally. I would, I, I wouldn't hang up the phone immediately. Like I would listen, but I will, I, I think it'd be tough to trade. Like I, I do think that I don't want to see any more extensions of Kirk cousins. Like what next year is, the, is currently the final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. I'd say just let it go and then you're done. And because you have to, let, let's look at this past weekend of football. Look at the quarterbacks that were out there. And I'm not, and I'm not saying Kirk is not good. I think Kirk is very good. Um, is he elite in situations? Yes. But like over a long time span of stuff, no, he's, he's a top 10 quarterback. Um, maybe sometimes right on that fringe. But he's making so much money to where it's like, well, could some of that money maybe help out the defense? Because you look at this past weekend, look at the quarterbacks that are there. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Jalen Hurts, and it it was Brock Purdy at the start of the game. But a couple of those guys are still on a rookie deal. And the other guys are, you know, rightfully so getting paid what they, they should. But it's just like, the, the the dynamic of quarterback that they are is so much different than what Kirk Cousins is because Kirk is like a very we're if you you know we're we're gonna hit a needle uh, like the eye of a needle rather than long arm it and also be mobile while also making those really well placed throws he like that kind of X factor of I'm getting swallowed up by three linemen and all of a sudden I pop out the backside and I scramble for four yards to pick up the first, like that type of stuff. Like Kirk is not really doing that. He did have some impressive runs, but it's like, wow, they left him wide open on that type of, on that type of play. So um, 
I don't know. I'm just like, if this was not the year, when is going to be the year? Like you, you can't get much better of a team with the current structure than what happened this past season. And at a certain point you have to think about like your future. Cause if you do plan on keeping a TJ Hawkinson and you do plan on extending uh, Justin Jefferson for a while, and who knows what the running back situation is going to be, you have those main two weapons that you just, you know, got in the past couple of years here, Hawkinson this year, Justin Jefferson drafted a few years ago. Now you have to think about like how to capitalize off of that because you can't just keep going with like, okay, now we're, now we're going to use 35 year old Kirk cousins. Now we're going to use 36 year old Kirk cousins. Now we're going to use 37 year old. Like at a certain point you have to move on. You have to move on. And I think it's probably drafting rather than trading, but uh, I would, I would listen Mm -hmm. to a Trey Lance proposal I just don't think there would be enough coming back that like makes me feel good about it. If that makes sense, realistically, because like artist said an injury like that, you haven't seen them. It's a different type of offense. And that Shanahan offense does get guys wide open. And, and Debo is just amazing because he can do everything. Yeah. So um, would Trey Lance be what he is? Mm-hmm. I don't, think so but uh you know i am a gambling man so maybe maybe i would who knows yeah it it, it's so hard not to just look at what the eagles are doing with their salary right now and just peaking at the right time with a rookie scale contract quarterback and sure like you can counter argument well look at mahomes he makes a lot of money too but the difference with mahomes is that mahomes likes uh, he, he's able to do it. Well, at least he's willing to do a long, long-term contract that is able to move money around throughout multiple years where Kirk likes to take more shorter term deals like these one or two year extensions and stuff like that. San Francisco would have to wow you with extra draft capital for the Vikings to actually make this deal for all the reasons we all just laid out. Um, Trey Lance's injury history, um, really just not even knowing how good of a player he is when he has been on the field and just, you know, Kirk had a good year. We were pretty damn satisfied with how Kirk did. Maybe he took a dip statistically, but we didn't care. He turned into a more of a leader this season. He took some, he did some intangibles that we can't measure with statistics that we really, really liked. So we can't just do Kirk straight up for, for, for Lance. It just, that's not a good deal. Even though, again, you can really be attracted by that rookie scale contract. I totally get that, but still it's just Lance hasn't proven enough. So like, I don't know. The Niners would probably have to throw in, at least a second round pick, maybe even a first round pick if they wanted Kirk from the Vikings. Cause let's be honest, still like even last year, Kirk maybe could have commanded if we traded him like one, one and a half, two first round draft picks. Kirk could probably command that again this year. If the Vikings were really trying, if they really wanted to try and trade him. Um, in the grand scheme of the off season, I don't think the Vikings will try to trade Kirk. I think they definitely want to at least run it back with him. I think KOC and Quazy want to see what he can do for another year. In terms of extending Kirk, I'd I'd be hesitant about that because we've already done that a couple times and we're still kind of wondering, all right, like how far can he actually take us? Like we've gotten a couple of nice regular seasons here. We just got a division title. That's great. But Again, we, we measure a lot of Kirk's success based off what happens in the playoffs when he is able to get there. And so far, it just it hasn't been there. So but anyway, back to this whole this whole conversation, um, the, the Niners got a lot to figure out. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. They're they're most likely 
Trade partner, though, I think might be the Vikings. It, it might be. I haven't heard any other veteran quarterbacks' names being circulated in the rumor mill about potentially being the Niners' starting quarterback next year. It's really just Ben Kirk, and it was Tom Brady until Tom Brady retired today. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. The Niners, again, like I said, would have to wow you, go over the top with draft capital. And because that would be that would be an indication that like they just don't think much of Lance in the first place, which is a risk the Vikings would be taking on. But again, it'd be, it'd be a rookie scale contract. So even if it didn't work out, you it wouldn't hurt you long term. It, it really wouldn't. And you might be able to move some things uh, with your roster and be flexible in other areas. But uh, it, it's it's fun fodder. It's fun, reckless speculation. We do it best here at Score North. But I, I can't I can't endorse trading Kirk to the Niners unless there's just a ton of draft capital involved on top of Lance. So that's just my two cents. So I don't think I wouldn't think they would give up that much in order to get him either. Honestly, in order to get Kirk. So and considering what they're like, it looks like San Francisco again could pick up another quarterback off the street if they wanted to draft another seventh round quarterback this year. Why not just do that and just if you need to do that in an emergency situation. <laughs> Why can't he be Brock Purdy 2.0? Yeah. I mean, I, Brock Purdy actually looks like he's going to, you know, be a competent quarterback in this league. So he's he's maybe a special case. Obviously, not every seventh rounder hits, but like, still though, oh my gosh, it, I, it's crazy, man. I, I I was thinking about this, just like the Vikings obviously had an epic meltdown in Philadelphia in an NFC Championship game, and I didn't think a team could melt down worse. In that very specific environment in Philly in an NFC Championship game, and somehow the Niners were able to top it. They really were. I mean, gr- I mean, granted, like injuries had to do with it, but like, look at the end there. Trent Williams throwing people around, yeah. getting ejected and stuff like that. By then, they had just absolutely reached their limit. They were, and I don't blame man. When you lose four quarterbacks in a season, and and you're so close to the Super Bowl, that's got to be just infuriating. I, I, I totally get it. and I'm sure like you Philly fans, you Philly fans, not the nicest of folks either. And so I'm sure, uh, like, I'm, I'm I, sure they heard plenty from you from you dirty birdies chirping. So, yeah, I, I mean, hey, it, I, I think they'll be fine going forward. I think that they like you said, I think they can I won't say put anybody back there. But I think, again, with the way Shanahan coaches and the way he's able to scheme guys open with the amount of weapons that they have from. Kittle to CMC to Debo to even Brandon Ayuk. People forget he's a thousand yard receiver this year. Um, I think you can. I think Shanahan can find somebody to come in, you know, and fit in that system and and, and do some work. Yes, but sir. you know, Brock. I mean, hey, it's, you gotta. <laughs> Shanahan also has to be a little bit better in some of these big games. If it just needs to be said, it needs to be said. <laughs> I mean, how do you not? How do you? Not game plan for the opposing team's best pass rusher. The man had 16.5 sacks, tied for number one in forced fumbles, and you have a backup tight end blocking him on the second play of the game. I mean, what? I I don't know. I don't, that just was not. And then you got your backup like hit hard because Hassan Reddick came through the line free, just unblocked. So, uh, like, hey, it. You're not mad. Of course, (laughs) they called, again, the disrespect towards Rocky, okay? (laughs) They was calling Brock Purdy Brocky, okay? They was calling Ah. him Brocky, okay? I'm not happy about him getting hurt by any stretch, you know. But I'm happy that they lost because there was a lot of shit to chat. I'm like, dang, we... 
The Eagles players, if you guys notice, show people a lot of respect. They do. They show teams. Now, the fans is another conversation. But the players, they go into every game showing teams a lot of respect, and there's been a lot of disrespect on back. So, you know, uh, so you have to say they'll be fine. You did 49ers. see uh, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, not to be confused with his brother Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles. Brother on brother, the Super Bowl matchup. That's fun. That's, a, I think, the first time that's ever happened. I think their mom's got like a half jersey and she's going to wear that, anything like that. But Travis Kelsey has already said, uh, 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 uh. nobody be putting any type of Chiefs gear on the Rocky statue. Kelsey wants none of that, none of that. And I don't blame him because the Vi- Vikings fans did the same thing in 2017. And we know how that went. The Giants did it too. Yep. Yep. So. Learn your lesson, folks. Leave the fictional character that the city of Philadelphia <laughs> idolizes for some reason because, I don't know, there are not enough people to root for in that town. Leave it alone. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Build a statue of the inventor of the cheesesteak or something like that. That's somebody to idolize more than Rocky. I don't know. I'll keep my mouth shut. The shots, just like, hey, 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 I will Do like Ben here. Franklin or something. Do like ben one of those guys. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and they got foes out there. They got foes and Doug Peterson out there, so that's yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, a Nick, a Nick yeah. Foles statue would warrant more in the city of Philadelphia, probably so than Rocky. Uh-huh. Nick Foles actually won, yeah, your first Super Bowl. Yeah, Nick Foles. Very true. All right, great football talk, gentlemen. Um, maybe by this time next week, the Vikings will have their defensive coordinator. We'll we'll see. Otherwise, um, we'll get to preview the Super Bowl next week. I'm sure. Just plenty more to say as Philadelphia Eagles are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, in the Super Bowl. That's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll, we'll see uh, what happens with the Vikings here in the next couple weeks, uh, or in the next week at least, too. Basketball conversation, gents. A little Timberwolves, a uh, little talk, if you don't yes. mind. Um, this team uh, actually has one of the best records in the NBA since the new year. Did you guys know that? Yes. Did you guys know that? Um, but at the same time, they also had a really frustrating loss to the Sacramento Kings the other night, but they won a couple of really big games before that. They beat the Kings uh, in the game before that as well, uh, and then they took down the Grizzlies, pretty much shut down John Morant. It was pretty, pretty dang uh, exciting for the Wolves this uh, past couple of weeks. Again, I'm pretty, I mean, at the end of that Sacramento game last night was really sloppy and had, so, had a really bad turnover at the end of the game. There was a play where Rudy, for some reason, was drawn out to the free throw line and Trey Lyles was just so wide open. Open yeah. underneath the basket. I could have made that. And I'm five foot ten. And it was just it, it was frustrating, but at the same time, we're we are seeing progress with this Wolves team. I was gonna say, I wasn't it was a frustrating loss. It was a frustrating loss. But you gotta think the Kings and the Grizz, two teams that they just recently beat, are number two and number three in the West. Yeah. You know, they're playing the Timberwolves are playing really good basketball right now. Um, it was on a three-game winning streak heading into that game against some of the best of the best. They beat the Pelicans, too, and I still respect yeah. the Pelicans, even though I know Zion, uh, Zion's been hurt. Ooh. How still, many have they lost in a row now, too? They, it's they been bad. They, they lost six at one point. I know that much. They need they uh, need Zion, tough. for yeah. sure. But I still respect their players, yeah. and I still respect coaching and um, them as a ball club. I still think they're a, a decent team that can beat you any given night. And we've seen the, the Wolves lose to the Pistons and, you know, teams that they shouldn't lose to. So I thought that was really impressive. Kyle Anderson has been playing some really good basketball, Mm -hmm. man. And I love what I'm seeing from him on both sides of the the basketball. 
They call him slow-mo. He's literally slowing the game down, speeding it up when he needs to, um, making the passes as ne- that's necessary, getting everybody involved, getting Rudy more involved in games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had 23 the other night against Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I mean, he's he's been playing very, very well. And then Anthony Edwards, man, like, I was critical of him at one point because I'm like, all right, at some point you got to take that next step from a 21-point uh, score to a 25-26. And right now he's averaging 24.9. Mm-hmm. So he's inching up on 25 points per game. Over the last six games he's been he's he's averaged 34 points a game. So you can see his offense and his aggressiveness starting to take that next step. And it's just we're seeing it right before our eyes, man. He's he's playing well. He still makes some young mistakes. You brought up the turnover late. Yeah. He still takes some tough shots. Um, but all in all, I mean, you're gonna go through those kind of growing pain uh growing pains as a young player. That, that's just gonna happen. I just respect the aggressiveness and the efficiency uh by which he's scoring the basketball, shooting the basketball. He's playing great ball right yeah. now. So I honestly I don't have many complaints about them right mm-hmm. now. I really don't. Yeah. Eighth seed right now. I think they're I think last time I checked they're what is it? A half game out of a half game out of the six fifth, behind uh out of, oh probably behind did they lost to Golden State earlier this season, didn't they? I believe uh, they I believe did. so. They're playing I, Golden State right now too. Yeah. Um Golden State and Dallas are both two games over five hundred, so technically the Wolves are and actually, the Suns are two games over 500, too, so they're technically a half game behind all of them. That's but right. I guess for whatever reason, Golden State and Dallas have the tiebreak over Phoenix. And hey. Phoenix is the seven, Golden State, I and mean, Dallas are the five and the six. As of right now. Win tonight and bring Golden State down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, playing Golden State right now, 100 to 95 with about seven minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, see if they pull that out, but... Like I said, man, I like what I'm seeing, bro. I like what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing. And it took them long enough. I, I question how this is going to look when Cat comes back. Um, but I like what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant tonight, uh, we're talking about that streaky shooting. He, he is 8 of 19, 2 of 9 behind the behind the three-point line tonight. That's so that's a little bit tough. But the Wolves are uh, now they're down by uh, 7 points. Uh, either way, yeah, um, I'm never going to complain too much. When you lose consecutive games to the same team, because like the M- I've mentioned this before on the show, um, the NBA the last few years, I think they started this during the COVID year. They've had they've had teams play each other back to back, maybe not back to back nights, but like in back to back games. So like they played the Kings uh, yesterday or a couple nights ago, and then like two nights before that they played the Kings, and that was all at Target Center. And the Kings are a good team, like we mentioned, so. I'm not gonna lose too much sleep um, when you lose when, when you go when good you split yeah 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 they're um they're uh, Mike Brown he's the coach there uh, LeBron's old coach back in Cleveland right mm-hmm. I know that he was a uh, he was an assistant for Golden State for a lot of years for a lot of those championship years so he's he's a pretty credible coach as it is um, yeah no I can't complain really with the Wolves um, I'm, I'm wondering uh, if we specifically with Rudy Gobert he is not playing tonight actually he's dealing yeah. i believe with a calf strain um but in terms of how i'm overall feeling about the wolves and uh rudy gobert um i'm wondering if aj frederickson wants to have us put out some kind of numerical value about how we feel about the state of the trade currently yeah, yeah. Let's think it's time for our <laughs> weekly edition of the only the only sports podcast out there that evaluates <laughs> the Wolves trade. Traded five players, five picks for one Rudy Gobert. So it's time to say it with me. Rate that, that trade. trade. <laughs>
gentlemen, on the, <laughs> I, on the February 1st of 2023, on a scale of one to two, what do you rate the Timberwolves, Goody, or Rudy Gobert trade? Artist, you first, please. So, you know, I think right now I might give Rudy a, a, a pretty solid rating. I'd probably give him probably about a 1.4. Okay. I get a 1.5. I get a 1.5 just because, like I said, I've been I've been happy with the last couple games. Shout out to uh, D'Lo, too. He's, he's, he's I wanted to bring this miss. up. He is hit or miss. Um, But, you know, when he's hitting, he's hitting. He, when he's hitting, when he's on, he's on. Um, Hit seven threes. I, was that the Kings game? I'm trying to recall. I think it was the Kings game mm. where he started the game hitting off like seven straight threes. Um, just playing great <laughs> basketball. But Rudy Gobert, yeah, one of, one of them two games. But um, Rudy Gobert hasn't been playing bad at all. I mean, the injuries are a bit concerning right now. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, he had 19 and 14 against the Kings last game, 13 and 14 the game before, um, 17 and 12 against the Pelicans. You're not playing bad. You're not playing bad. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not too mad. Three blocks in the game against the Grizz. I'm not. I'm not too mad at him right now, but mm-hmm. I cannot speak for how I'll feel next week if he'll drop back down to like a zero point five or something like that. We'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll, well see. I mean, by ear. We playing it by ear. We won't uh, unless like yeah, the team starts playing really bad. We won't knock him too terribly for uh, being injured in any circumstance or anything like that. But I'm right there with the artist. I'm feeling pretty good. You said a one point five, right? Right down the middle there. Yep. I'm gonna have to like I'm. I might have to price his right and say like one point six. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm feeling good. He's been playing good. The team has been playing good. Um, again, the West is a mess. It is just, it, it's so crazy how just all these perceived elite teams, at least last year, just have still struggled to even get just a couple games over 500, like Golden State only being two games over 500, uh, the Clippers only being four games over 500, Dallas only being ga- only two, Phoenix being uh, only two games over 500. It's just, there's so much that still needs to be figured out with this conference, and it's so volatile, but I mean... <laughs> It is February 1st, ladies and gentlemen. It's starting to be crunch time in the NBA. So there's still a lot of movement to be had here, but the Wolves are still positioned in a very good spot. So, yeah, I have to give this a 1.6. Rudy's been playing good. D'Lo has been playing great. He had a really bad game against the Kings this last game. He went like 4 of 15. It was really, really bad. But for the most part, he's been playing good. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, still not a lot of traction on what is going on with him yet. He has been cited on the a bench, not wearing like a walking boot or anything like that. Looks mm-hmm. like he's just wearing his normal shoes. He was wearing an Eagles jersey the other night, artist. I don't know if you caught that. He is from uh, shout out, shout from out. the area. So shout out, that, shout out. that makes sense. So, um, yeah, going to have to give this a 1.6 on the old scale. Again, subject to change, but I'm... Even though, I, yes, in retrospect, we all had much higher expectations for the Timberwolves this season, and we all expected them to be way more than two games over 500 at this point. We have to take the nuance of the situation and uh, take account, take into account just how just crazy the West is, and how just nobody wants to take command of it except for the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. And uh, yeah, we're 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 feeling good, but we'll we'll see here. We'll see Has here. the bench for the for the All Star game been announced yet? I don't know, but I doubt Ant will get in. I mean, and I was going to bring that up. He's going to get snubbed. I, I haven't heard much about it, and Ant deserves it this year, man. He does. He deserves it, man. He's been playing, like I said, he's been playing great basketball, especially as of late. And who wouldn't want to see Anthony Edwards in the All-Star game? Even people that 
are not big Minnesota Timberwolves fans. He's a he's a star in this league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a yeah. high flying uh, 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 type of star too. That he just this game is kind of built for an All Star game. I feel like from shooting to dunking to just. Like fancy athletic plays, Dude, like from the interviews. I want to hear him just chatting up on the sideline and maybe giving Chuck and Shaq a hard time or something like that. <laughs> like I'm all here for, like I think we're all we're all here for the personality of Anthony Edwards. Beyond just what's appealing with him as a player, he's just he's just such a fun guy. He's just such a fun guy. So yeah. beyond just what we see on the court, I want to see him off the court. And I still haven't seen him in that movie with Adam Sandler yet. I still need to watch that. So like. I'm all in on Anthony Edwards just getting as much of the spotlight as he can. But, like, I've been reading a ton of articles, and sure, these are just people recklessly speculating. We do that awesome here at Score North. I've seen so many people, artists, just put him as a snub just already. Um, And I don't know if that's just because they're blaming the condition of the Timberwolves and maybe, like, people had higher expectations for the team. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's people out there holding it against him because of how perceptively bad the Rudy Gobert trade has been, Mm -hmm. which is incredibly unfair to Ants. He's been – he's played great. I think he's adjusted very well. In fact, he's – I mean, maybe we can, I don't know what the stats are with him and Rudy on the court at the same time, but Anthony Edwards has gotten better with Rudy Gobert on the roster. That's, yeah. that's, that's he fair has. to say. That is fair to say. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me, Artist. Do you by chance? Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. By the way, this Warriors Wolves game right now, it's close. Wolves are only down by one. There's four and a half minutes left to go. Let's see if they can pull that out here. Okay, I got the schedule right here. So after the Warriors, we got the Orlando Magic. Look, the Magic aren't necessarily a bottom feeder of the NBA, but they definitely, they're not good. They're like 10 games under 500. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of your easier games for the rest of the way. Um, I know you got the Wizards and the Hornets later on in the season too, but still like in terms of like what's coming up right now, Man, the Magic are going to be one of the easier matchups because then you got the Nuggets two games in a row after that, then the Jazz and the Grizzlies and the Mavs. So you definitely want to take care of business against the Magic there because we talk about this very volatile West. The Wolves are going to have to dive head first into it next week. I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of like, I don't know if I would call it like a must win, but a game you should win. And if they keep on playing the way they've been playing, um, they should they should handle the Magic. They should. Um, they play I bad against just, a good Bad teams though. That's Man, the, it's so they, weird. They kind of have that like Pistons, Vikings the thing Rockets, going on Spurs. where they play down to competition every, every now and Man. then. But when they're playing really good teams, you see they hang and they they compete. And so I think if anything, that stretch of basketball will be good for them because I I won't say I can just immediately just count on them to hang because you never know it's the NBA. But like oddly enough, sometimes you like your your chances better against a better team because you know your team is going to come to play that game. Yeah. Like, they're going to come to play. They match up well. They'll come to play opposed yeah. to a random game against Houston or, yeah. you know. Like tonight with the Warriors. Ex- exa- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think I think they'll be fine. Just keep, hey, keep balling the way they've been balling. I think mm-hmm. they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I want to bring up before we, we go move on to the Wild, and this is just a two-cent thing because uh, this is all I have to say on it. Um, look, I, I, I don't think we're going to trade D'Lo anymore. I don't think. I think he's he's maybe played out of these discussions a little bit. I think I think it's still a possibility. And if there's, you know, obviously like like AJ said in terms of if the San Francisco 49ers called the Minnesota Vikings, you don't you don't hang up the phone when somebody calls calling on D'Lo. But the way he's been playing right now, 
and considering the injury situations with the team, we still don't have a clear timetable on Cat and the trade deadlines. What like next week? It I believe on, it depends on. Um, I don't think he's going to get traded. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't, not anymore. I don't think. I don't at this point. I don't think so either. But if, if teams mean, are calling it's offering an expiring the right, contract. Listen, if if, team, if teams do call offering the right package, then I would not. I won't say I won't hesitate, but I won't hesitate, honestly, um, because you got to think the, the expectation that we have for the Wolves are still you want this team to be in the playoffs and make a playoff push. When they got Rudy Gobert, the idea was they can get they can get to a Western Conference Finals or maybe even the Finals now with this team. This is the future of the basketball team that you put together. It mm-hmm. is supposedly complete now with the Rudy Gobert trade. Do you think you can accomplish that with D'Angelo Russell, even with him playing the way he's playing right now? I, I'm not so come playoff time. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just not so. So it depends on what teams yeah. are offering. But if it's a bag of Skittles, then nah. Ooh, I like on. Skittles, though. Not sour I, I Skittles, like Skittles, though. Just the regular Skittles. And not like the, the any like variety flavor Skittles. Just straight up plain red bag Skittles. Please and thank you. I like Ooh, the sour I, ones. but that's, It's just to make my I mouth like hurt. All, though, they make my mouth hurt. They're, they're too sour for me. Like the roof uh, of your mouth, they ever scrapped uh, everything, yeah, man. Everything, and they make it make your teeth feel like it's like they're mossy, like chalky. I don't know mm. how else to describe like it. I like it's a little grainy. sour, like give me like some sour gummy worms or something like that. Or Airheads make these little sour things. You buy at the movie theater; they're really good. I used to work at a movie theater, and you know, I used to sneak a couple of bags <laughs> uh, behind my boss's back of those. And uh, but no, like the sour skill is just a little bit too much. In a, in a pinch, yeah, give me them. But like, ain't going out my way. Ain't going. Out. <laughs> I love candy. need to go to the dentist. Uh, anyway, why don't we move on to a little hockey talk? Uh, the Minnesota Wild actually kind of conveniently only played two games in the last two weeks pretty much. And so kind of convenient for us to take a little bit of a breather. They're on uh, what that we did last week on Taxi Squad. Uh, they are currently on their all-star break as of right now. Kirill Kaprizov will go down to uh, South Florida. believe that arena is in Sunrise. Literally, the Everglades are like right across the street from the arena. It's Florida's weird. People probably shouldn't be living there because Gators will eat them eventually. Uh, but in terms of what to recap with the Wild, um, I, I think actually I want to start with, guys, um, one of the biggest trade ships that was in uh, the rumor mill for the Minnesota Wild actually got moved. This was the one that I've seen a lot in the offseason. I've seen him a lot uh, this season because the team has been bad. But Bo, uh, Bo Horvat um, of the Vancouver Islanders just got uh, Vancouver Islanders. The Vancouver Canucks just got traded to the New York Islanders. And I know that uh, AJ, that his name was brought up in a lot of um, a lot of talks about maybe the Wild making a deal for him. It would have been a rental. He's on an expiring contract. But do you think uh, maybe this was a potential missed opportunity for the Wild of uh, getting a guy that would really, really help their five-on-five scoring right now? I feel like the price would have been a little bit more than what the Wild and Wild fans would have liked to see for a rental, um, just because you would have had really no way to extend him past this season without moving a lot of <laughs> a lot of other cap space. So, um he ended up going relatively early because we're still a little over a month away from the trade deadline. Um, and miraculously, this maybe doesn't mean too much to you guys, but Lou Lamorello got to keep this from leaking to anybody. Uh, Lou Lamorello, GM of the Islanders, like notorious for doing the old like, hey, I'm going to tell this guy and then we're going we're gonna to get the public 
to kind of see, okay, what's the reaction? Is it like, do they think it's good? Okay, sweet. Now, yeah, we'll do the deal. Or it's like, whoa, they're giving up way too much. All right, now let's scale it back. It's not like <laughs> infamous for like somehow all of this stuff always gets out. So this one kind of really flew under the radar. I think a lot of the hockey world was surprised by how early this one came out. Um, and for a team that is currently sitting outside the playoff picture. So really interesting of a move. Um, but this has started the fire sale that will be the Vancouver Canucks and they get back and return a conditional first round pick. They get back um, second or former second round pick at to Ratty, who at one point was like going to be a top 10 or like top 15 pick and then slipped out of the first round, nearly slipped out of the second round. Um, and frankly, I think rightfully so, because we haven't really seen him develop into a guy that could be anything more than what he was. So, um, and they also get Anthony Bolivier going back, but in the big thing for them is the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, because they're going to now be even worse than what they already were and have a better chance of getting the next McDavid slash Gretzky slash Crosby, whatever you want to say. So, um, but they have some more people. They have some more people to keep an eye on. It was rumored today. It was mentioned at least Brock Besser, Minnesota boy was uh, linked to the Minnesota wild. It would be so, I don't know how they would do it. But it, it's one of those things where it's like every time something happens, especially like, for instance, the uh, the, the Rams in the NFL, you're like, they can't possibly do any. Oh, my God, they did something else because the cap <laughs> is, is a figment of our ma- uh, imagination. The, the salary cap, it doesn't exist. Um, it, it's just one of those things where they have way smarter people, way better mathematicians than me uh, working on those things behind the scenes. And they're like, if we do this and this and this and we subtract this here and add this here we can make it work with pennies to spare and you'll be just fine. So um, I I never want to say that somebody is like totally out of the picture, but it would be one of those things where it's like, well, how would they keep him? You know, how would they Mm -hmm. keep him? And would they even want to for that, for that point? Because at one point he was like a 30 goal scorer um, automatic. And then Mm -hmm. there's upside to that sometimes as he was still continuing to grow and like um, just elevate his career, but it's since fallen off. Um, I'm not going to say a shell of what he used to be, but he's definitely not the player. Cause you still see flashes of it at times. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, uh, it's one of those could a change of scenery be a good, uh, a good fit, especially coming back home. He's familiar with the territory. Would that mm-hmm. be enough to kind of bolster? And then that helps out the wild offensively with their, with their five on five struggles that they've kind of seen. But uh, no, I mean, there, there's still um, a lot of time to go. So I'm sure we'll get a lot of speculation as to, who's going to go where, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think Bo Horvat was not necessarily a, it's not a huge miss for the wild. Well, he, for the player, I, I think Bo Horvat is fantastic, but the wild just, I don't think wouldn't have been able to make it work super easily. Like there would yeah. have been sacrifice to make it work, which I'm okay with him going, especially to the Islanders for what they gave up. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's it's obviously going to have to take a really just like, man, how am I going to say no to that kind of trade for Bill Guerin to really uh, pull you know pull the trigger on any deal for the next couple of years for the obvious reasons because of the dead cap that we are taking for Parisian Suter. And obviously he has to be as precise as possible. I mean, he should be as precise as possible no matter what trade he's making, no matter what his cap situation is, but even more so than ever, he has to make sure that he is not 
uh, handcuffing this franchise in a lot of ways that like uh, Chuck Fletcher ended up handcuffing the franchise where the, the draft cupboard was barren. That's not the case here. The Vikings draft cupboard is actually pretty full as of right now. But still, no matter what, when we're giving we're committing this much money to players that don't play for the team anymore. We, we have to be extremely careful and I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it would have been great to get Bo. It really would have. Um, but I don't think right now the wild are in too much of a position to really commit too much to rental players. Um, and that's why they made deals for like Jake Middleton last year, where they wanted to make sure they could get some guys that were, you know, under contract for, uh, for at least beyond next season. And, and not to um, cut you off, but how big of a yeah. rock star has he been? I mean, awesome. came over, came awesome. over. I, I, it was, it's one of those things where I think the Minnesota market and the fans maybe say this because, their guys get overlooked. Like how many times has Jonas Brodine or Jared Spurgeon been overlooked simply because they're on the wild. If they were playing mm-hmm. in a market like Boston, or if they were playing um, in New York, or if they were up in Canada, maybe playing for Toronto, those guys are a perennial Norris trophy candidate just mm-hmm. because of like <laughs> the teams. I feel like um, the same thing with maybe Middleton playing with the sharks because of how bad recently they have been the past few years. It's like, you know, you forget about a guy like Thomas Hurdle or you get about you forget about a Timo Meyer. And now Jake Middleton comes over to a team that is just constructed much better than San Jose was. And he's playing with a not, not that he wasn't, but playing with competent D partners really whenever he's on the ice. Um, yeah. He's been so good, especially for like the value and just like the energy. And it seems like a locker room presence. He's great. And oh my God, it's it, what a, what a home run of a trade yeah. that was to acquire him. And like you mentioned, they've got control um, contract wise for him the next couple of years. So for a team that is so handicapped salary cap wise for the next like three years. And it's so frustrating because I feel like my entire last decade with the wild has just been the waiting game of like we're only a couple years away first it was like all right we just need those superstars and then you sign uh july uh, july 4th you're going to sign both parisi and suitor and then you kind of realize after a while like okay they don't really have the talent but then you're like okay uh now that now they got kaprizov and he's tearing it up in russia and then you're like oh he's coming he's coming just kidding he sent a three-year deal to stay over there um okay well we're gonna we're gonna get him we're gonna get him at some point but then we gotta wait and then we're gonna wait and then it's like okay we got him and he's awesome now we're gonna go okay now we bought out those two guys that we signed eight years ago so now we're now we gotta wait another four years and now we're at the point where it's like okay three years from now (laughs) we're gonna have our full salary cap and we're going to have all these prospects coming up and we're going to be able to ink them and we are going to run the league and we are going to be such a pout, but it's like, I'm so sick of waiting. I'm just so sick of waiting. I it's, it's been, it's been the entire last decade with the Minnesota wild and you guys are maybe not artists as much right there, but Jay, what's going on with the wolves game? Because uh, I mean, it is time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you see me making like <laughs> facial expressions as you're talking. They are tied one ten with four seconds to go Who's right here. And they, we do. Uh, Steph Curry just missed a pull-up jumper at the free throw line. We got the rebound. Okay. I mean, he was wide open too. I mean, he like, wow. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, Artis, he was so wide open. He was. Oh my gosh, he was online too. He just, Slow mo got the missed. rebound. We got a timeout, and so uh, uh, we'll give you some live commentary here. What happens? Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just Middleton's been a home run. I'm contract yeah. right now. 
Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, well, that's what I'm telling y'all. That boy. He's seriously be. been one of the best contracts in the NBA this season. He's he, been he playing really very has. well. He really he has. Oh uh, yeah. Well. Um, but back to the Wild, just really quick. Um, yeah, Middleton's the best. Um, and he'll he'll scrap too. <laughs> he'll get a, he'll get in some fights too. He got in a good fight down in Tampa, so I, I appreciate that. He uh, and my goodness, the fisticuffs against the Flyers. Ugh, that I, was a little excessive. Well, I'm just I'm 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 just a little, I have FOMO AJ because I went on a college night to see the Philadelphia Flyers back in 2013, and that was just a very pedestrian three to one win for the Wild. No fireworks whatsoever. Now they come to town ten years later, and then there's fisticuffs flying all over the place. It's like the NFC Championship game at the XL Energy Center. It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, they won. That was a good thing. By the way, the Wild won all their games in the last couple of weeks. They only had the two against the Flyers and the Sabers. Um, I forget. The Flyers was an overtime affair, but the Sabres was a shootout. Is that correct? Yeah. So the Flyers game was uh, Matt Zuccarello going coast-to-coast buttered toast, uh, sinking it for the final. And then it was uh, Freddie Hockey, Freddie Goudreau with a nice little nifty move in in the shootout in order to to lock that one up. I'm trying to see because I know they they, they, – well, let's see because what is it? Yeah, since our last show, it's kind of a nice turnaround because we went for – um, pretty much a road trip out out uh, out east. They went one and three, beat mm-hmm. Washington, lost to Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, tying their career or not career, but a season high three game losing streak. And then they turned around with a win against Philly, then a win against Buffalo. And it's it, it's I I'm, I watch the news sometimes, yeah. not often, but I watch <laughs> the news sometimes. It's rumored that at some point here, Minnesota sports betting is going to be legalized. So please, please, if it does, if it does next year, Hockey Day Minnesota, bet the house on the wild because these guys do mm. not lose on Hockey Day. It is wild. And, and don't take, maybe don't take puck line, but take take just normal money line because they like to make it dramatic. So they're going to win in either a shootout or overtime. It is wild. The, mm. the They just cannot lose. I think it's like mm. 11 years in a row now. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not weird. It's wild, right? <laughs> I love those commercials. I love Marcus Foligno coming out of the pond pretending to be an actual moose. It's, <laughs> That's it's, my favorite it's nice thing ever. It's, it's nice that they got a little personality that they can do. That I love it. Um, last, speaking of personality, last thing I want to bring up hockey wise uh, with you guys the the uh, the jersey war that is taking place right now between uh, Kevin Weeks and Michael Russo in terms of just how much the North North Star brand uh, coloring will be reintroduced into the Minnesota Wild color scheme next year for their jerseys, uh, gentlemen. Would you be interested in making the North Star uh, retro reverse, whatever they call them, or whatever a a full time component for uh, the look of the Wild? I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I mean, the thing is, it's what's crazy to me is there's some people who will die on this hill over Jersey (laughs) colors die. They will, they will plant a dagger into somebody's heart over this. It's, it's insane. Well, they're they're not the North stars anymore. So they can't, they can't wear that shade of green and they can't wear that yellow. Deep breath. breath. I promise it's it's going to be just sports. You know why they want to do that? Because they're gonna sell more merchandise. It just mm-hmm. looks so much better. It looks so much better. And I, I have been an avid red and green Christmas defender for the Wild since 2000. And I like the originals with the, with the stripe all the way down and the gold kind of mixed in. Blah blah blah. Yeah. 
And when they went to the, when they had the the main reds, I you know I was like, oh, it's okay, it's a it's a, it's a different look, and you know, they got a different. Anthem, so it's fine, it's a little, fine, a little bright. And then, and then they added the, the all green alternate, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, is awesome. I got one of those. Yeah. yeah. And then they then they shifted um, now to what uh, the 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 cream stripe across the chest. I like him. We're solid. Like it. It's it, it's busy. fine. And, but but the thing is. What's the reaction from the nation last year when they unveil the North Star themed reverse retro? Perfect. A plus chef's kiss KFC finger looking good. Everything about it. Everybody loved <laughs> same thing this year with the home. And it's just so good. It's just so good. So why not? Who cares? Um, and I get it. I, I understand like the, well, they're, that's not the team anymore. Yeah. But it's not like the color scheme. It's, it is what and it Dallas is. doesn't even like they don't. I don't think you and I were talking about this yesterday, AJ. I don't think Dallas even like has any like yellow. What's and it's not even the same green anymore. It's like a, it's like I don't know. It's like a Spotify green. I don't know how to it, quantify it. Would be, it. It'd be one thing if like the state was like we don't want this team anymore, and then pushed them away, and then that's why. And then now they're like, okay, we want it back. It, it was essentially like one or two guys. It was Norm Green and one other guy or something like that that Jerk. pretty much brought the team somewhere else. Like it would, we it shouldn't be deprived, and it sucks that it went to Dallas because they like the Lone Star State. They kept the stars. Like I know they should change to something, but um, (laughs) but no, yeah, you know, I I don't care if they keep it the way that it is, and they just keep make those like the alternates and they sprinkle them in. That's fine. If they want to do a permanent, like not rebrand, but just like tweak, kind of like essentially what the Twins did (laughs) this past or this current offseason. Just like, you know, you're changing up the look. It's still the same thing. You're just making it look a little better. I just think it looks nicer. I'm fine with it. You're going to sell more merchandise, and that's ultimately going to help the team at the end of the day. But if they don't, I really don't care. But it's just one of the guys, it, of all the things, of all the things to get, like, really, really worked up about, this is not it. This is not it. Save it Save it for the Kirk Cousins of San Francisco speculation, ladies no. and gentlemen. <laughs> Put it in creative places. Trust us. We had score North endorse that statement. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I like. I like the balance. And by the way, uh, the Timberwolves game has gone into overtime. Uh, D'Lo had a really wild looking shot at the end there, and it just didn't work out. And uh, Golden State's got a two point lead. Anyway, uh, I like the balance that they've had. A little bit of the current look color scheme mixing in with uh, the retro reverse. I I don't need to go full time one direction or full time another direction. I. I, I like a team that's got a good variety of jersey, I, I will admit, or in this case, a sweater. Like, I don't like committee unless, I guess unless you're like a, a really distinct franchise, like, I don't know, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, you better make sure that Maple Leaf is, that, that crest is right on the front and center, right? Like, don't get too cute with that. But with the Wild, you know, you can you can experiment around. And, you know, I think they, they the look looks good right now, just as the jersey is. I don't think you need to tweak a ton um, and if they wanted to adopt it full time, that that's great. And if people get pissed about that, if Dallas Stars fans get pissed about that, which I don't honestly, I don't think they're gonna. Um, yeah, I mean, run a couple surveys, you know, do a couple focus groups, g- figure out uh, what the what the town wants, and yeah, go from there. But if you're, <laughs> I think we're you and I are on the same page. If they do a little bit of both, it's cool. It's cool. We li- like we said, we like the Christmas. 
but we also uh, like we like looking like the Green Bay Packers too. I guess so. Just a little bit. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a brighter green and a brighter yellow than the Packers. Don't don't worry about it. So, uh, in terms of wild games, uh, when we talk to you next, there might only be one. They go to Arizona after the All Star uh, festivities. That's going to be. On uh, Monday, February 6th here. I wonder if my cousin's going to go to that game. Hopefully he'd be able to fit in there. It's Mullet Arena. You know, you only got 5,000 seats in there. So I don't know if he'll... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hope the NHL stays in Arizona. I just don't know if, if they will. And I'll be so sad because my cousin loves the Wild more than any other Minnesota sports team. And if he can't go to their games in any capacity, I will be equally as devastated. So, Makes sense. anywho... <laughs> What a show, gentlemen. It's nice when you have a week off, how refreshed things feel. You just come in with a little extra energy. I don't know. Um, we'll see if we can talk about a Vikings defensive coordinator higher next week. We'll see. Again, I'm in, I'm in the Brian Flores camp. That's just me. I think a lot of us like him. I, I, th- I think a lot of us like him. Uh, the Timberwolves. Ooh, they have a one-point lead now, Artis and AJ. Okay, two minutes left, and Curry just missed that three. Fantastic. Clay. So, Oh, that was Clay? Yeah. Oh, Honest to God, there's such prolific three-point shooters. I sometimes I can't tell. Sometimes, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, the Wolves can uh, eke out a victory here, keep things going. Hopefully, just beat the Orlando Magic. Just beat a bad team, please. Just beat a bad team, and that, yeah, hopefully the the Wild get that win in Arizona. And I'll see if my cousin goes to that game as well. So, uh, gentlemen, wonderful show as always. Uh, my name is Jason Stormer. We got AJ Fredrickson and Artis Woods. Any uh, final thoughts before we head out, guys? I don't think so. Keep it. My my final thoughts are keep it rolling. Some wolves. I love what I'm seeing. I love go. what I'm seeing. There we go. Age. All star festivities should be a fun time for mm-hmm. NHL this weekend. Uh, check them out. And I guess my final thoughts are if it actually turns out that Bally Sports and the regional networks go bankrupt, that will probably be the greatest thing for the viewing sports public because this whole streaming war has been an absolute disaster ever since Bally's and Sinclair came into the picture. I hope this just melts everything away and we start over so we can watch our sports again because I have not been able to regularly watch like the Twins or the Wild or the Timberwolves for like three years now. And it's just incredibly frustrating. So if uh, that can potentially cause a a resolution in this whole just streaming just debacle, please just go bankrupt. I declare bankruptcy! Michael Scott in the office, pretty much. So, all right, that'll do it for Taxi Squad this week. You can uh, check us out on Apple. Give us a five star review. We're also on Spotify. Best way to support us, though, is just by going to scorenorth.com or downloading the Score North app and downloading and listening to our episode right on there. That is truly the best way to support pretty much any of the content that is made here at Score North. Again, Jason Stormer, AJ Fredericks, and Artis Woods, thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Taxi Squad. Everybody, we will catch you, catch you on next week's ride. Take care. Bye-bye.